Welcome back to the Cards on Ice podcast. Finally, episode six. After last episode, I I kept referring to it as episode six, but this is the real, real episode six this time around. Uh, last episode was episode five. Uh, welcome back. If you are a returning listener, if this is the third pod, first pod you are listening to, welcome in. This is a hockey card podcast where I talk about uh, different things and my experiences in hockey cards. Um, I run a Discord as well as an Instagram and many other things relating to uh, pieces of cardboard with pictures of professional athletes on them, specifically uh, hockey athletes and hockey players. So if you're interested in hockey cards like myself, you've probably come to the right place. Uh, I want to start off this podcast with talking about a incident that I had recently uh, that's actually just kind of resolved itself. It's kind of funny. Uh, it's played out in a really strange way that I've never I've never had happen before. Uh, and then the second half of this podcast, I wanted to talk about the Edmonton Expo. I just got back from the Edmonton Expo. Uh, I live actually very close to um, Toronto. I'm in whatever, southern Ontario, I guess you could say. Uh, and it was my first time going at West and I have a lot of comments and, and kind of a recap of the Edmonton Expo to, to recap you on. Um, but before that, let's get started into my first story of today's pod. And that is about a Kale McCarr autograph that, uh, it was a Kale McCarr autograph card, um, that was stolen, misplaced, lost in the mail. So, Here's my experience, and we're just going to jump right into this. So, um, on eBay, one night, I came across a Kale McCarr autograph card, and it was from Tim Hortons. It's the NHL Signatures uh, card. It's a very tough hit. I think it's about 1 in 7,500 packs, I think, uh, somewhere between seven and 8,000 packs. Tough card to pull. There's not many of them out there. They're pretty rare. People like Tim's cards up in Canada. Um, and a lot of people want to complete sets. Uh, it's a unique card. Obviously, you don't see a whole lot of them um, because they're a tough pull and they are a, a redemption, obviously. Um, so when you when you open Tim's packs here, they're a dollar, whatever, two dollars if you don't get a drink. Um, and then obviously the autographs are like one in like seven or eight thousand packs. Okay, so pretty tough, tough pull. Uh, I saw this card on eBay for a half decent price. And I went ahead and bought it one night because I'm not interested in Timmy's cards usually, but autographs I can usually make an exception for. Uh, it's cool. It's rare. You don't usually see Tim Horton's autograph cards too much out in the wild. Um, but, you know, I, I, when you see them for a half decent price, I usually, you know, at least take a look at them, right? Because I know that they are a fairly rare set and a set that's sought after for a lot of collectors. Um, because it's cheap to compl- complete the set, and if you want to get the master set or whatever, obviously. Um, there's quite a few pieces that you need to get. <clears throat> Anyways, back to the story. Kale McCarr, autograph card. Uh, I got it on the 18th of March. So in the middle of March, I bought this card. And for for the cost of the card, the seller wasn't shipping with tracking, which I thought was interesting, because... Usually eBay sellers have a threshold where if you buy something over that threshold, it'll be ship tracked. And all eBay sellers are different, which I get. 
Um, but I, I, I guess I just thought that all eBay sellers would kind of consider, you know, once it starts getting into kind of three digits, um, so $100 plus, uh, that they would consider shipping with tracking. This eBay seller did not ship with tracking. So on the, what would it have been, probably the 20th of March, it was a couple days after, seller marked it as shipped on eBay, and that was that. He told me, you know, it's shipped, like I hope it arrives safe, yada, yada, yada. Okay, um, fast forward two weeks, Macar card is no, nowhere to be seen. Um, this guy is shipping within Ontario as well. And a lot of my stuff um, from like Alberta, things that I've ordered from BC, things that I've ordered from the East Coast, they have all arrived at this point. Okay, so I'm starting to get a little bit, a little bit concerned, right? Because if it's in Ontario, it probably should have, it should have arrived by now. Uh, so I, I go out and I send a message to the seller on eBay and I say, hey, you know, what happened to this Macar card? Do you know, by any chance, did you ship it for sure? You know, kind of what happened, uh, what happened here? And the seller said, just give it another week. You know, it's coming. Um, don't be concerned. Like I shipped it two weeks ago. It should be there any day now. And I said, okay, perfect. That's that's totally fine with me. You know, n- no worries. I'll uh, I'll I'll kind of keep uh, keep on kind of checking the post office and see. Okay, I'll give it another week. Um, if I don't see it, I'll uh, I'll message back. So a little bit less than a week later, I uh, I sent him a message again. Um, I said, you know, just kind of checking in. I said, I know you're probably frustrated too. It's been three weeks. Um, and this is, you know, I've had stuff show up like that I ordered a week ago and there's still no sign of this Kale Makara card. And, uh, you know, this, the seller was good. He, the eBay seller was good. He, he apologized. He, you know, he just said, you know, we can, we can go on a week on a refund or you can keep waiting. And I just said, like, I'll give it another couple days. Like, I don't, I don't want to, you know, refund too early or anything like that. Uh, so now it's been over three weeks. Um, and I sent him a message and just said, hey, like, just check the mail. Like, now it's Friday. It's been three full weeks. Still no Kale Makara card. I have a feeling like it's lost. And he, you know, very quick to his process, he he went and refunded me. Um, and again, sometimes sellers can be you know, a little hit and miss on this. Like sometimes sellers are quick to refund you and sometimes sellers, you know, they they don't think it's their fault or whatever. And uh, I mean, obviously it, things get lost in the mail from time to time. Uh, but there's also that, you know, little benefit or little kind of grain of salt, I guess, where, um, you know, things seem a little fishy too, right? When there's no tracking, there's no proof that it was ever shipped uh, and then it doesn't show up. You're wondering, you know, it's harder to scam on eBay, but there are, you know, eBay scams or little things that kind of happen and go on. So again, I was just kind of, I had just kind of accepted that it was probably um, lost in the mail. I got refunded. I, you know, I thanked the seller. I said, thanks for the refund. Like, you know, appreciate the, um, you know, the the quick response and, and how you handled the whole situation. Um, I hope hope that we can do business in the, in the future and everything else. So... In my mind, I had completely kind of written off this card. It's now beginning of April and, you know, no no Macar card to be found. Seller already refunded me. I had just kind of forgotten about it. So fast forward to about end of April, I would say. So it's been, again, another three weeks or so since I got refunded from my order. Um, I, <laughs> I'm scrolling Facebook 
And I'm in a couple card groups. I'm in one more catered to Canadians. I'm in a couple smaller groups. Uh, I'm in a Raz group. Um, I'm in a few other kind of groups and things like that. And oftentimes you'll see people post, you know, a, a picture of their cards with, you know, a, a sticking it with their name on it, a coin. Uh, and, you know, they want to sell their cards, right? And it was funny because it's almost like it was it was fate or something because it was the very first post that hopped up when I when I pulled up on my Facebook. It was the very first thing in my feed. And I look closely and sure enough, he's got a Kale McCarr, Tim Hortons card, autograph card. And I again, I know that this card is really tough to come by and I take a closer look at it. Now, the one thing I left out of my story is that the Kale McCarr that I bought was previously graded with a grading company and it had a serial number attached to it. So for those of you who grade cards and you know about serial numbers, you can look up the serial and you can figure out what card that is. And if this card was lost in the mail or destroyed or whatever, it wouldn't have a serial, you know, attached to it. It wouldn't have the same serial number. So this guy, I, I he had the Kale McCarr, he had a photo of the front and back, and it had the exact same serial as the one on eBay, meaning that it's the same card that I bought. So now my suspicions are arising, because this is the exact card that I bought. It went missing six weeks ago, whatever, a month ago, etc. And now it ends up in this guy's possession, and he's trying to sell it on Facebook. So here's where here's where I never got the full story, okay? So I don't know what totally happened between the seller shipping it and this person posting on Facebook. I don't think it's the same person. So I reached out to the seller and I said, hey, I said, uh, <clears throat> remember that Macar card I bought from you? There's a seller trying to sell it on Facebook. I'm going to see if I can get in contact with them. Um, and see if I can fur like further investigate a little bit. And I messaged this guy and, you know, I just said, hey, like, you mind me asking where you got that Macar card from? And then this starts a, a whole slew of uh, an investigation. So I basically just said, you know, kind of, where did you buy this? And he told me that he got it in a trade. He got it in a trade from some guy who had a very generic name on Facebook. Which then tells me that this guy either works for the post office and has stolen the envelope with the card inside, or it was never shipped at all, and that was the original guy that I bought the card off of. He didn't like the price that maybe he got after eBay fees and whatever, and then went to trade it instead, or so like something happened here. And I don't know whether that original guy with the generic Facebook name is the guy on from eBay or if it, he's a completely different guy, or what happened there. But I sent the Facebook the, the Facebook uh, seller a message, and I just said, hey, like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then I just, I, I said, like, listen, man, like, I bought this card on eBay, like, about a month ago. I said five weeks ago or whatever. And um, I said, it, it, the serial numbers match up. I said, it's it's the exact one from the from the listing. And then the eBay seller tells me, he says, well, the first guy that he traded with told him that he bought the card raw and then graded it. So he said, how does that match up? 
So again, this guy with the generic name on Facebook lied his way into a trade. So he somehow got this My Makar stolen card, um, told the next person that he bought it raw, got it graded. Um, and then anyways, we found out the serial number is the same. Um, yeah. Anyways, I worked with the with the Facebook uh, seller, um, and he was really good. He just said, like, you know, it, it, this seems really sketchy to me. Uh, unfortunately, I had already completed this trade, and now I have the Makar card that you got refunded for. And he basically just said, you know, you got refunded. I don't really know what more we can do here. And in a way, he's right. Like, he's totally right. Uh, it was no no harm, no foul to me. I got my money back, you know, but it is shocking to see the a card that got lost in the mail or stolen or whatever is then on your Facebook, um, in a Facebook group trying to be sold. So uh, again, whether it's right or wrong or whether who's right or wrong, I just sent him, I just said, I said, would you mind asking the original guy um, kind of what happened here? And we worked through some messages again, uh, just trying to figure out if it was ever lost, if it was ever shipped, if he knew that he worked for Canada Post, if, you know, if this guy was somehow connected and he had an eBay, uh, the seller said that the Facebook seller said that he's, he told him he doesn't do eBay. Um, so again, I'm wondering if, if maybe he worked at Canada Post or anything like that. Um, really strange. Anyways, a really weird scenario. And I don't know how these, these pieces kind of shifted together, uh, whether it was stolen or whether he worked at a post office or whether it was never shipped or whether whatever happened, um, whether the eBay seller was completely truthful, whether this guy was completely truthful. Um, but again, the Facebook seller reached out to me. He, he messaged the guy back. He kind of basically just lied straight to his face and we couldn't get any more information out of him. Uh, which was kind of to be expected. I kind of figured that uh, at the end of the day, we wouldn't really kind of sort this out. Um, but again, I, I kind of told him, like I said, listen, like here's here's what I paid, blah, 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 blah. Like here's, here's the whole situation. Here's what I know. Um, and it was kind of an interesting detective uh, in- investigation together that, that we both did, me and this guy on Facebook who have never interacted before. And it was really funny because, I mean, obviously I, I believe him that I don't think that he was involved in this whole um, you know, chargeback, kind of getting a card lost in the mail scam thing uh, that went on because obviously he traded for the card and he showed me the pictures of their trade and everything else. Uh, so anyways, Facebook seller, fantastic guy. He reached out to me and he said, hey, listen, like I want to do the right thing. If you're still interested in this card, I will give it to you for the price that you originally bought it at plus shipping because he said just to, just to cover and he said, that's, you know, he said, I wouldn't do it for anyone else. I'll do it for you um, because I know that this is a weird, weird scenario and it, it's everything that's kind of, you know, mixed up into it. Um, I told him that I didn't lo- want him to lose on the trade or anything like that. So I, you know, I just said, you know, are you sure? Like, is this something that you want to do? Um, and he was a really nice guy. He told me, you know, it's, it's not my job. It's just a hobby for me. And honestly, the card that I traded, I was in really low at. Um, I'd be happy just to get some cash and give this card back to the person who originally bought it back, you know, a couple months ago or whenever it was. Uh, so anyways, we worked at a deal and finally uh, I did get the Makara card in my possession. So 
Uh, to wrap up a purchase on March 18th, and now it's almost, well, it was at the end of April, I guess, um, where I got it, beginning of May, uh, when I got it in, and uh, that kind of wraps up the whole the whole scenario in the uh, the Kale McCarr missing uh, investigation that went on. Uh, fortunately, this Facebook seller did ship with tracking, so that's good. I uh, didn't have to uh, didn't have to sit here and wait and and see if it got lost in the mail again. Uh, I do have the card now, uh, and it's something that uh, I think I posted on my Instagram as well. It's a cool card. Uh, I probably won't end up keeping it just because I probably want a hard signed Kale McCarr, and I'm sure that someone who is doing the the Timmy set probably wants it more than I do, so it will be it'll be for sale. Oh, I guess I haven't posted it on my Instagram. I need to. I need to post it on my Instagram. Anyways, uh, it, it will be for sale. Um, if anyone's interested, if you are completing the Tim Hortons set or if you want a card with a lot of controversy around it, again, I don't often advertise cards on here, but it's a little bit little bit of a story and definitely a long story, so I appreciate you uh, listening through that, my rant, and uh, maybe you have some... some, some you can shed some light on on the scenario maybe you have an uh, a scenario that went a very similar way uh maybe you can you know share your experience and tell me kind of what worked or how you kind of uh tracked down what happened um again i'm pretty happy with how things sorted out um like i said i did end up getting my card for the basically what i initially paid for it uh it's it was interesting how many hoops and things I had to to jump through and people I had to contact and things like that to get the card that belonged to me. But again, even if I didn't get the card, I got refunded initially. Uh, so no harm, no foul. Um, but it's just funny how uh, how things work. I've never had a, a scenario that went down like this. And um, I won't be mentioning the, the, the seller on Facebook or the ones on eBay by name or anything like that. Um, Again, I don't know for sure that they're confirmed, like trying to scam people or what happened. Um, it could be an all like it could be a total like you know the eBay seller could have had everything um, good to go and then it got stolen at the post office and he had no idea or whatever. Again, I don't know if he, I don't know what to believe from from that. So when you go back three or four people in this whole thing. Uh, it's tough to to believe the initial person or the person where it may have gotten stolen at the post office or something might have happened in those first couple steps. It's really difficult to believe, so I won't be releasing the name regardless. Um, so uh, please don't, you know, harass them if you figure out who it is. Uh, I'm sure that they had good intentions, but things went went south. and Edmonton okay so uh Edmonton really quick or not really quick but like the second half of this podcast is going to be about the Edmonton Expo uh so I had never been at West before so Edmonton was a brand new experience for me um I've lived in Ontario my all my life I've lived in different spots in Ontario but I've never been well I mean I've been out east before but I've never been at West before I've never been to Manitoba Saskatchewan Alberta or British Columbia before so it was a brand new experience for me to go out to Edmonton. Uh, we just got off the, we just got finished the Toronto Expo. Uh, we set up there and had a great weekend. It was, a, you know, a, a great time. Um, we're set up there again in the fall. If you ever come, want to come by and see our booth, um, it's always a good time down there. 
Um, we figured that Edmonton a couple weeks later would be a unique experience. Me and the person I sit up with is one of my friends. Uh, we thought it would be a good experience to go to Edmonton. Uh, we knew that the show wasn't going to be as big. Um, it didn't have as many dealers. It didn't have as much stuff to do. But it was something to experience. And that is what it was. We went there and we kind of expected a a smaller show. Uh, it was about a third of the size of the Toronto Expo, uh, which is again what we kind of expected, and it was it was a good kind of fresh, breath of fresh air. There was lots of new dealers there. There was lots of uh, cards that we don't normally see. Um, of course, there's a few dealers and people who are set up there who are also set up in Toronto, um, and a couple hardcores who are walking around the floor who we definitely recognize as well. Uh, but it was a it was a very good experience. The show was hosted at uh, Millennium Place, which is like a sports complex in uh, Sherwood Park, Alberta, just outside of Edmonton. And a uh, very nice venue. Uh, they had it set up really well. Um, dealers seemed not bad. It, like any show, it was kind of hit and miss. Some dealers were very, um, very good. They were willing to work. They were willing to put things together. Uh, other dealers did not come off of prices. They were very high. Some dealers were very rude. Um, we had a, a situation on on Friday uh, where, uh, again, I feel like we did nothing wrong in here um, because this gets asked of our table all the time. So we asked to take out a couple cards just to take a closer look at them. Um, dealer took them out and kind of hucked them at us. And uh, whatever, we took a quick look. Um, we weren't, you know, completely kind of satisfied with what they looked like. Um, we thought maybe there were some other options or whatever. So we told the dealer, you know, thanks, appreciate you taking it out. Um, we'll be back around or whatever. And, uh, his response was, nope, they'll be sold tomorrow. And he goes, uh, and I was like, okay, per like, okay, good. Like, you know, anyways, it's tough to work with, with some dealers. And, and obviously, I mean, I feel like the Edmonton show is a it's a more amateur uh, dealer experience. In Toronto, you have more experienced dealers, people who set up at multiple shows a year, or people who have been doing the Toronto Expo for a long time. Edmonton seemed like a a more green crowd of dealers. Which, again, as a dealer, you you learn you learn you know how to talk to people or how to negotiate, how to set up your showcase. Uh, you learn, you know, how to price your cards. There were some dealers who had, uh, well, I'll give this example for for ex an example. This guy had a Crosby um, buybacks auto. Uh, it was numbered out of, uh, I think it was out of 87 or something. Uh, last comp on it was um, somewhere around three, three, something like that, I think. Um, and you could buy one up for cheaper, honestly. Uh, I think there was one for, for buy now for even cheaper. Um, not in the last comp, but then what he had. Um, see if I can find it real quick. Anyways, he he wanted, I think he said seven on his Crosby buybacks auto. Um, okay, yeah, so the comp is at two two eighty five. Uh, so one sold at two eighty four and one sold at two seventy. Um, and he wanted seven for his. Uh, so it's just, it's stuff like that, right? Where you just kind of walk around and like, I, I get that people are high on things. They don't want to sell them, whatever. Maybe you're in super, super high on, on things like that. Uh, but 
that wasn't the only card that he had that was like that. There was a lot of cards that he had uh, that were very high. But at the same time, to his credit, I'm sure that he he ended up selling some of the stuff to, again, a more kind of casual crowd in Edmonton. Uh, I have a feeling like there was, um, like dealers did very well. We chatted with some dealers who we, we know. Uh, they said it was a very worthwhile weekend. They sold a lot. Um, I guess people in Toronto are more kind of willing to kind of negotiate a little bit more, pull up comps or things like that. People in Edmonton, I think, are a little bit more of a, a casual crowd from what we heard. Um, they're more willing just to kind of pay sticker. Um, they're also more willing kind of not to pull up comps and just kind of trust dealers on their prices. Uh, so, uh, I mean, yeah, it was a different crowd. It's a different environment and it was a different way of doing things. Uh, we we found, you know, the tables that were willing to work and, and bought off of them and supported them. Uh, gave them fair prices uh, when you're walking the floor. It's definitely a different experience than being behind the booth. Um, and you know what? I, I think we did very well, uh, yesterday or a couple days ago, I guess I should say now, uh, we sent about an 80 card order out to PSA, uh, just to get some, some slabs back. Um, it's the prep for the, the Toronto Expo starts now, basically, uh, this weekend we go to another show. Uh, it's a two day show this weekend in Markham and we'll be set up there. And again, we'll, we'll kind of sell some of the stuff from Edmonton and Markham. Um, and it's that kind of you know, it's, it's knowing what to buy and knowing what to bring back and what'll sell and what's a good price and, and what you can package together in a lot. Uh, and what makes sense, you know, and that's, that's the biggest thing is, is if the deals aren't there for, you know, the higher end stuff, then maybe you go the lower end stuff. If deals aren't there for the, the lower end, um, then maybe you go mid end or whatever. Um, we put some good lots together. We, we really were, we're smart with how we manage things, and and uh, it was a good show. It was a really good show. Um, we got a chance to kind of to go around and explore a little bit of Edmonton. I wish we had more time in Alberta because uh, it seems like a great place. Other than the wildfires that were there while we were there, um, there was there was some evacuation, um, kind of amber alerts or whatever uh, the the warning alerts that you get to your phone. Uh, There's some some about the the wildfires we basically had wildfires all around us where we were staying in the hotel uh, about 30 minutes north 30 minutes west or no 30 minutes east i guess i should say because west would be edmonton anyways um edmonton was nice i wish we had more time to kind of explore and drive around uh it was a uh, it was a really good show um can't can't complain too much um again i can i can say another another funny story was one of the dealers had a showcase um, we're, we asked about one of the cards in the showcase and he told us, he said, no, he said, this whole showcase is a display showcase. He said, nothing's for sale. Um, to which again, you never see that in, in shows in Ontario. You don't see people who, who pay the money to set up there, uh, and then have a whole showcase full of just display pieces. Because if you set up at a show to me, uh, you should be selling basically everything in your showcase. Maybe you have one card or something or a couple cards that are, you know, a display piece or something that, you know, is, is priced really high that you're really high on and whatever. Uh, but to have a whole showcase that is a display showcase is a little much for um, for me and, and for things that we've experienced. And uh, yeah, I, I think there's things that we can take from this show and learn. Um, I think there's a lot of things that were very different to to us um, in terms of, you know, uh, shows around Toronto being different from Edmonton, just stuff like that. Um, dealers that are funny, 
um, you know, people who aren't willing to make deals and things like that. Uh, I got to use the mu- museum line a couple times. So, you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting experience and it's, it's always different when you deal with, uh, with different people and their collections and how much they value things. And again, it goes back to, you know, experienced dealers versus people who don't set up at all. And, uh, you know, we chatted one, with one guy, he said he hasn't, you know, set up as a dealer in like three years or whatever, since like before COVID. And, you know, a lot of his collection was from that. So again, it, it, you get all sorts, right. And he, he actually was willing to kind of sell some stuff. He got some really big deals done. I know a lot of people came and, and, uh, and picked out some of his cards and things like that stuff that you don't see. Um, obviously he had a lot of stuff from three, four five years ago. So, um, a good collection, a good good kind of mix of, of dealers and, and people there. Um, definitely less corporate than the Toronto Expo was. It was more kind of just just guys or just people setting up there. Uh, where the Toronto Expo, you'll see basically Hall 5 is all businesses. It's all corporations. It's all hobby shops. Uh, it's grading. It's, you know, everything else. Um, where the Edmonton was a bit more uh, laid back in terms of that. There was less, you know, grading companies, less hobby shops, less, you know, established businesses. It was more just, you know, people doing it as a hobby or, you know, things like that. And that's, again, what we expected as well because the cost to set up in Edmonton was, uh, I think it was about a quarter of the cost is what it is in Toronto. So, uh, again, it all kind of makes sense. It, it is what we thought it was. Um it was a good time. We made the best of it. Looking forward to kind of setting up at shows throughout the summer. Um, when prices kind of come back down to earth on some things, uh, obviously with the playoffs right now, um, you never really know kind of where, where your values lie. Comps change very quickly. Uh, where in the summer things kind of die down a little bit more and it's easy to, to kind of predict where, where a price might lie a little bit better. Uh, but that'll do it, I think, about for this podcast. Uh, that was just a quick kind of overview of the Edmonton Expo, uh, as well as the funny story about my card getting quote-unquote lost in the mail. Um, I think that's a, uh, it's it's an experience that's never happened to me before, and I hope I don't have to experience again. Um, and then the Edmonton Expo is something that uh, I definitely will want to experience again. I definitely want to go out there again next year uh, for the next Edmonton Expo, as long as the Toronto one keeps treating us well. Um, and it'll be kind of a tradition for the future that we'll we'll go to Toronto and then we'll, two weeks later we'll go to uh, to Edmonton afterwards, and then have uh, have the summer to do some uh, some smaller shows and then get back into Toronto in the fall. So that about does it for the Cards on Ice podcast, episode six. Finally, episode six, because last time I thought it was episode six and it wasn't. It was episode five. Uh, that is it for me today. Uh, I'll see you in episode seven of the Cards on Ice podcast, where I'm sure I will rant and ramble some more about some hockey cards. <laughs>